that I faced at that time um, was that I felt that God had let me down. I felt that um, Ray and I had done everything right. Hello and welcome. I'm Tanya Reason and this is the Gospel According to Mum, the show where we discuss the transformational work done in us by Jesus Christ as we live out motherhood and discipleship with Him. My guest today is Linda Chambers. Linda has been a mother and now grandmother for over 30 years. She's an executive assistant and dedicated advocate for Compassion Australia. In part one of this episode, Linda and I discuss how her earliest experiences as a mother completely reshaped her faith. A warning before we start, we do discuss the loss of a child, so please be advised this may be traumatic for some listeners. Thank you so much for being here, Linda. It's a pleasure to to have you on the show. Mm -hmm. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Mm -hmm. No problem. Um, So... Um, You've written some reflections down that we're going to touch on through the conversation. Um, And I think we'll just start at the beginning. Um, You've talked about the kind of Christian that you were um, before you became a mother. So maybe if we start there and just imagine that we've walked into a church and we meet Linda Chambers for the first time. um, And... uh, how you thought about God and and where you were in your faith at that point. Thank you. Um, I, looking back, I had a very blessed childhood. So I grew up with very strong Christian parents. Um, um, And a lot of my extended family were Christians. And so going to church and praying and doing good things was part of just the way that we did life and um, I didn't know much else. Um, I grew up on a strawberry farm um, so I had Although my parents worked very long hours, which meant that us kids worked long hours as well, it was, um, it meant that my mum and dad were available um, to me and um, I count that as a blessing now. I probably, well, I know I didn't appreciate it at the time, Um, but but you know it was it was a lovely place to grow up with and we went to um a lovely um little gospel chapel um on the sunshine coast and people were lovely i liked going to church i liked the fact that you got to dress up um and i liked the fact that i could pretend that I knew the words to songs um, when I was little. So that's that's a strong memory, actually, mm. is standing on a chair and, and um, singing probably the wrong words, but they felt fine to me. Mm. Um, my faith was black and white. So I had gone to Sunday school since I, you know, as long as I can remember. Um, And I knew lots of the Bible stories. Um, I knew lots of stories of Moses and David. Um, I think I probably had a sense that um, when I grew up, maybe because of those stories, um, God would have something big and special for me to do. Um, so I, I think I, you know, I, it was a, a nice childhood, but it was black and white. It was you do the right thing um, and things will go well for you. Mm. Um, 
and that's yeah it's probably what it was like yeah yeah it's, it's interesting you, you mentioned that before about the idea of if you follow the rules mm-hmm. and you check the boxes, mm-hmm. then your life will be trouble-free. Yes, uh, I, yes. I, I like I like the concept that one plus one equals two, mm. um, because it means then it, I know if I can do something, then there'll be a certain outcome mm-hmm. um, that is. Um, Guaranteed, right? Of yeah. course, we know that's yeah. not the truth, but that's that's what that's that's my personality. Yeah. I think yeah. I like that um, that sense of um, following the rules and knowing the outcome. That's right. It's knowing the outcome, isn't it? It's mm. that 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 idea that we can sort of predict the future. Yes. If we do X and Y, then yes. Z will occur. That's and, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you think like that too? Very like much. So, yes. Yes. I thought it might be just me. No, very um, much so. Okay. Um, yeah, being having a bit of a background in risk management is all about people yes. trying to predict the future. future. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think God has, you know, um, not not without some humour put mm-hmm. me in those roles mm-hmm. <laughs> to show me that trying to predict the future is is folly. Yes. And yes. that's, of course, where faith comes in, is, yes. is trusting God with the outcomes. And, and I struggle with that okay. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because I think also too, I don't know if you feel this, but you feel as if if you didn't do something and you could have... Have oh, you negatively oh, affected the oh, outcome? Oh yes, yes. I I've certainly had that experience, and and even now with um, very adult children, um, I I still feel that um, a little bit. So if I forget to say, you know, drive safely, um, will they have an accident, and then will it be all my fault? Um, which <laughs> yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but it's that I think that sense of control, or even a sense that I have the ability to change outcomes, mm. um, which again is mostly not true, um, yeah. because God's in control. Um, we are not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And so. Um, so you, you 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 had this this black and white faith, um, and then you were anticipating motherhood, mm-hmm. and you've mentioned that you imagined that there would be hard work involved. Yes. But what was your sort of view of motherhood, and and let's look at it from a Christian perspective. Right. So you were going into this realm of motherhood Mm -hmm. as a Christian and Mm -hmm. what that would look like? What what was your plan for that? Oh, um, look, I I may disappoint you to say I don't know that I had much of a plan. Um, I married very young. Um, I turned 19 on our honeymoon. Um, Mm. So I was probably on the naive spectre of of family life. but I did always think I would be a mum, and I guess I had um, at that stage, you know, the the classic, you know, Christian mum, have a nice, neat and tidy house, have polite children, nicely dressed, we would go to school, we'd go to church. Um, We had a, a, my husband and I had a strong sense of community, and um, so there was always, you know, uh, a community feel. Um, there was a time we were studying at Bible College um, to potentially look forward to uh, being pastors of a church, which didn't happen. Um, but, it, yeah, there was a sense mm-hmm. of community there and, and um, yeah, just being, I think, an everyday, fairly normal Christian family, mm-hmm. you know, mum, dad, two kids. Um 
Yeah, I don't know that I thought about a big plan at that stage. Yeah, yeah, and so um, motherhood was was upon you, mm. and um, I think now we need to to touch on the fact that you, at this point, at this early point. Um, suffered an immense loss. Um, yes, so I um, fell pregnant very um, easily. Um, Ray and I had been married a couple of years and decided that now was the time um, and um, and fell pregnant but um, there were problems um, sort of mid-pregnancy um, that a, a very lovely doctor uh, picked up for us and um, Joshua was born um, prematurely um, and lived for two days um, and then passed away. So um, we we were very quickly shoved into this whirlwind of unexpected um, things we had to deal with and unmet expectations. Um, I have heard uh, people say that Grief is um, when we grieve somebody that we've known for a long time. We we look back on memories, um, and that's that's very special. Um, and um, but when you lose a baby, there's not a lot of memories there. I think for the mum there is more because mm. we've carried this person um, inside of us, and and I think as as pregnant women we bond um, more so than our husbands probably Um, but when you lose a baby it's the you grieve the experiences that you were expecting to happen Um, and we we had to work through um, all of that we were still very young none of our friends had experienced um, the death of of a baby and um, so it was it was new and it was confusing um, I had, you know, my parents were great support and my family, but it was it was tough. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. The um, you mentioned, you know, none of your friends had 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 that experience. Do you mm. think that there was a point where you thought, why, why us? You know. Um. Yes. Yes. I. I. I think so. Um. Um. And. I, I looking back now, I think it would have been difficult for our friends as well. I, I think you know because it, it was all, it was all something that we hadn't experienced, um, and I think as we were talking earlier, it comes back to that sense of wanting to um, control things and know the outcome. So. Um, you get pregnant, you have a baby, you take the baby home, you bring up the baby, mm-hmm. and um, I had to work through um, the sense that that wasn't going to happen um, for Ray and I. Um, the other really big faith mountain that I faced at that time um, was that. I felt that God had let me down. I felt that um, Ray and I had done everything right. We'd um, we'd not smoke. We've not drunk. We don't swear. We'd not slept with each other before we got married. Mm. We'd gone to Bible college. We were seeking to live a faithful life, and. Um, this is not. This is was not something that was conscious. It was a subconscious. Um, 
part of my journey, I think, where I thought that if I did all the right things, God would take care of me and do the right thing by me. Um, and obviously that's ridiculous, but, but that was where my faith was at at that time. Um, I, I also felt that this God that I'd known for 20 odd years um, wasn't, and I'm, I'm looking outside to make sure I don't get struck by lightning, but, but I, I, I felt that God had not done a very good job at being God. Um, and, and again, none of this, you know, I hear myself say those words now and I wouldn't have said them then, but I think that's what was going on inside my soul. Um, I, I had a sense that if God was going to do a good job of being God, then he would have saved my baby. Mm. Um, so that's very hard to say, but that's probably what was happening deep inside me. Yeah. Um, did you have, I mean, the other thing that would have occurred to me possibly is, is you know, back to talking about outcomes again, mm. and maybe this is revealing of me that, that, you know, if I, have I done something that mm. has led this to heaven? Because I'm very mm. much like you, I would have thought, well, right. I've done all these good things. Mm. Did I somehow, mm. you know, make a mistake Yes. Is this, was it not supposed to? Yes. I, I have these silly things. Was it not supposed to be that way? You know. <laughs> oh um, I don't know that I thought that mm. um, at the time. I think it, it was um, just such a whirlwind mm. of of um, you know hospitals and emotions and memories and um, and um, and things like that. Um, yeah, maybe there was a little bit there. So um, uh, the pregnancy ended quickly because I had a medical problem and it was it was a medical problem for about me, you know. Um, so um, I guess potentially I could have gone there that, that because there was something wrong with my body, um, my baby died. But thankfully, actually, I don't think I did. Yeah. Um, maybe God spared me um, in all of his grace from going into that very dark place. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we, we all have our personalities are all, our experiences are yes. all very much tailored to... Yes. To who we are. Ah, yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, you know, there will be um, other mums who might be listening to this who um, have suffered the death of a, a baby and had a very different, you know, experience mm. or or um, faith journey um, around that to what I've had. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. And so from that point you talked about um, then coming through that in the aftermath mm. and then having a, a sort of second born-again experience. Um Yes, so you know, and and again, I'm looking back. You know, Joshua would be thirty, I think, um, now, and and so hindsight is a is a wonderful thing. But certainly, uh, that experience of of going through his death and and what followed, although incredibly um, difficult, and at the time. I would have given anything to not have to go through it. It did radically change my faith. I, um, the whole uh, grieving process, I felt um, physically a little bit alone because my my husband's grief was very 
different to mine. Um, he seemed to be able to jump up and go back to work a couple of days later, and I indeed went back to work, but I didn't jump up. Um, mm. I grieved for heavily for you know um, at least twelve months, and um, and even longer when you know a certain memory or you would walk into the baby section mm. at Kmart um, you know those times were, were tough for a while but it made me um, decide I think maybe is the right word um, whether I actually wanted to follow Jesus or not um, I'd grown up in this Christian home and everything was in a way, my faith was laid out on a platter for me. Um, I had great teaching, great role models, um, and um, but I had to, yes, work out whether I myself wanted to be a Christian. And I, I remember the night distinctly. We were in a, Ray and I were renting a lovely old Queenslander um, in the suburbs, and um, there was no shower, so we had a bath. And it was a night, and I was in the bath, and I was just exhausted. I think from um, having these arguments with God that he always won however he was always gracious I, I so look back on his grace and and go oh you know if I was God I would have zapped me you know um, and he never did he was he was always up for the next day when we would have another conversation um, and I'd had all these conversations and God was still there and I was in the bath and I felt something like a, you know that that very solid I don't even know what a bath is made out of um porcelain or whatever anyway it's it's solid and you know it's not going to break and I and I remember almost thumping on the bottom of the bath and going okay you win I need a solid foundation and I I you're it. Um, there is nothing else. Yeah. Um, I can't rely on myself. I, I can't rely on my plans. I can't rely on things going normally like I thought they would. Um, and I, I remember thinking that that God was was the that solid foundation, um, and um, that yes. You win. I I do want to follow you, um, and have you in my life. Um, even if you know uh, I get I I don't get any children. Um, and um, and that. So, I I mentioned in my notes that I call that like my adult being born again because mm -hmm. I'm sure I asked Jesus into my heart when I was, you know, four or five. But this was I look back as being my no doubt solid um, decision um, to follow God. Yeah. When I read that, it, it took me straight to the scripture, which is John 6, 67, 68, um, where Jesus says, are you going to leave me too? Mm. And Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? Yes. You have the words of eternal life. Yeah. And then this crucial sentence, we believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. 
and um, I've had a, an experience mm. similar to you where right. we just you think there is nowhere else to go. Yes. And and yeah. I, I had a different life to yes, you, and yes. I've been other places. Yes, yes. It's no good. Yes, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. So that, that so we search for, we search for it, I think, and mm. and um, yeah, that's exciting that you yeah. had the same the same yeah. conclusion. Yeah. And just the picture of you in the bath, you know, this sort of almost baptismal sort of yeah. situation. <laughs> yes. And it, yeah. it, it just as you were talking, then it made me think. I wonder if. I mean, this is after the disciples have decided Mm. to follow Mm. Jesus, but then there Mm. has to be a crucial moment where we say, no, I actually, I decided. Yes. I've I've had this experience that's convinced me, but I've also decided. Yes. Yeah. 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 This is it. This is is, um, where life is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And Mm. it's it's out Mm. of those, those moments that we would all rather, we never... Yes. went through but yeah. but by yeah. the same token when we go through them something amazing comes out, out of it them. that's yeah. right yeah yeah mm. and so going back to to outcomes in scripture again you brought up a very interesting piece of scripture <laughs> from genesis and i thought it was fascinating what you said about it about eve and the tree of life and it being desirable for knowledge because she would know everything. I thought that was really fascinating. Can you talk a bit more about how that um, touched you? Yeah, so um, every child who grows up in a Christian home, and most kids who don't, would be aware of Adam and Eve. And I'd heard this story, you know, hundreds of times. Um, and I, I read it in, in the message a, a little while ago, and um um, Peterson um, translates it as this. He says, When the woman saw that the tree looked like good eating and realised what she would get out of it, she'd know everything. She took and ate the fruit. And I was just like, it was a sense of um, way back then, um, uh, there was um, a woman who wanted to know everything and wanted to control everything and and it it was a a new look for me at that story because often as a child you you focus on the 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 image of the snake or you know what the consequences of of what Eve did um but this was like oh I if I was in the garden and I was Eve I would probably take that fruit um, and and disobey God because it's that sense of wanting to know um, and wanting to control um, that obviously is a sin that was way back then um, and is still something that um, I deal with, you know, thousands of years later. Mm, mm. Yeah. Do you think it's it comes from just a um, a feeling? That, that you could maybe do things better or do you think it's actually just that you're afraid of what might uh, happen? Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for me, anyway. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm this, just talking for no, me. This, I, is, I, this um, is about you. <laughs> um, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's wanting to protect myself mm. um, 
from things that uh, sadly are, are a part of the world that we live in. Mm. Um, so, and it's, yeah, I think it's a protection mechanism that, that you know, if I do A and B, again, as we talked, you you know, you come up with C. Um, and, and that's the way it is. It's a sense of, you know, certainty um, and all of that. Um, and I, and I, don't know that it's 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 not always conscious and it's it's often when you look back at the way you reacted to something or you know the self-talk that goes on in your brain that you realize that's what it is that you've been yeah. doing or thinking yeah mm. as you talk about you know moving on through yeah through life and, and have, having had this this grief um period in your life and then moving forward and, and God bless you again mm, with mm. two more beautiful yes. daughters yes. Um, and then um, you spoke about sort of a, a, maybe 10 or so years ago coming across a book mm. by Nancy mm. Guthrie mm. Holding On To Hope Yes, and you wrote and, and I, I loved this and I, I related immediately when you <laughs> said that you realised you'd been holding your breath mm waiting for Jesus to pop out from behind a tree and get you. Yes. You know, and yes. the image that that, I mean, we shouldn't <laughs> laugh, I suppose, but the image of mm. this sort of trickster mm. who's waiting with his robe hitched up to yes. to jump on you with something. Something horrible. Something horrible, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and it's it's fascinating because I think um, I certainly have, have felt that way, even mm-hmm. though I know mm. that's not at all mm. who he is. Mm. But mm. this feeling that at some point, I sort of thought of it as, as the axe is going to fall. Right, you know. okay. I'm right. looking up at this thing right. and at some point that thing's coming down, you know. Particularly if life is going very well. <laughs> yes. yes, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So so how did you sort of move through that? And Oh, yes. Yeah, so that was, um, again, you know, I talk about the bath um, story as being pivotal and um, certainly I, I think I read Nancy's book and then I had the... Um, opportunity to go and hear her speak um she's an american lady but she was over in australia and my pastor at the time suggested that it might be helpful because he could maybe see that maybe i i was still struggling um with some things and um um, Nancy tells the story. She lost two of her children. Um, two of her her babies passed away, um, and she had a son. And the school secretary um, rang um, her or her husband to say, you know, that her son was had broken his arm. Or actually, I can't even remember what it was now. And and she realised that as that call was happening, she was holding her breath because she was expecting the next very bad thing to happen and it wasn't the case and and she said that and I don't remember anything else that anyone else at the conference said but it touched something in me because I had I think been living like I was holding my breath mm-hmm. waiting for Jesus to come and get me um which is ridiculous um but the outworking of that I think is that I, I, I wasn't living as though Jesus loved me because I was always scared that the next really bad thing was going to happen, um, and um, so and I I could look around at at like my girlfriends in home group and other women and they talked about Jesus loving them and I could see in their face 
that they really believed what they were saying and I knew that that was not the case for me um, and I think it was because I, I had set up this um, sort of like a, I was trying to protect myself like a like a, a shield to not let Jesus in too much in case um, something bad happened um, so it's ridiculous it, it's a ridiculous way to live and again I I don't think it was a conscious thing. I hadn't said, I'm going to, you know, put this shield in front of me. And I'm, um, but when I heard um, Nancy say that, I went, oh my goodness, that's what I've been doing um, for a very long time, probably since Joshua, which was then, you know, 15, 20 years earlier, um, that I'd, I'd been what, like almost half living like too scared to live life to the full um, because I thought he was going to jump out from a rock and get me. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for listening today. You can find out more about the show, our guests, and subscribe and download through all our channels by visiting thegospelaccordingtomum.com. In part two of my conversation with Linda, we discuss her ongoing journey towards trusting God's unfailing love and experiencing more of his nature through watching her grown-up children parent and walk with him. Hope you can listen in for the conclusion of Linda's story to date. In the meantime, be encouraged, friend, and remember, the God who taught you to love will not leave you as you walk with him more and more at your own pace. I'm Tanya Reason, and you've been listening to The Gospel According to Mum. Till next time.